Say, does it sound like I've been drinking butter? God, my voice sounds good. Could you keep that up for an entire day, though? No. I'm actually already done. You know what's funny about these, uh, this business we're in? Is from time to time, we'll be in a room full of radio people. All wearing Hawaiian shirts or hockey jerseys for yeah, some reason. It's usually a hockey jersey. I think it was a couple years ago I kind of came up with that theory. The smaller the market they work in, the bigger the voice. Yes. And like... The guys who work in really small town radio, they tend to talk like this all of the time. Hey there, Bryce. How are things going up in Edmonton? More like Edmund Chuck. <laughs> they actually 747, like the time, not the plane. Hey, you want to hear my Don Cherry? And the, yeah, the Don Cherry. They all do a Don Cherry. Yeah. Huh. It's a weird industry. I would love to do an entire show like that one day, talking in that voice. I feel like I would lose my voice. It'd be like yelling at a concert. I would just, yeah. by the end of it, I'd be talking like this. A long chair is a good time chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old lawn chair. Hey, everybody. Welcome to it. It's the Lawn Chair Profits episode a lot of them. Yeah, I kept. I stopped keeping track. Hey, and we did get some, um, we got some email on our shiny new email address. We got some electronic mail? We did. Some electronic mail came in on Netscape, I believe. <laughs> um, the, you'd think I'd be prepared for this. I want to stockpile a few, and then we're going to have a listener email segment of Lawn Chair Profits. Tell us a story. Tell us something interesting about yourself. Tell us where you're listening. And then send that to lawnchairpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And if you've already submitted an email, I've read it, and we will include it on an upcoming show. Feel free to criticize us, too, and make it as personal as possible. Yeah, like but- find our weakness <laughs> and just go after it. Yeah, find the insecurity and just poke at it. Because if there's one thing I can't get enough of these days, it's constant criticism at my job and at home. It's uh, the constant anger and outrage over everything. Mm -hmm. Please, more of that. Uh, My name's Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly over there. We're the Lawn Chair Profits. We know a lot about sitting in lawn chairs. I don't know if we're profits. Uh, We started a brand new segment on the podcast last week called Lawn Chair Profits Recommendations, where we just... Give you an idea for something to watch, something to listen to, something to look at. Maybe it's an activity. Maybe it's just a song to listen to, to brighten your day. Uh, And that's my recommendation this week. Actually, I have two small ones this week. Oh, two. Two. Is that, am I I allowed to? Show off. Okay. Oh, I suppose you only brought one. (laughs) I did. Oh, Bryce. Um, I want to tell you about a French band, not French as in Canadian, but French as in they're from France. They're from way over there. It's three guys making a hell of a lot of racket. And I love because there's, there's dynamics to their music. It's quiet. It gets really loud. It gets kind of sloppy. Then it gets really tight again. And then it gets loud again. They're called, I think it's just Slift, L. S-L-I-F-T. Maybe it's S-Lift. I don't know. Slift. And this is a chunk of a song called Altitude Lake. Listen to this. When the drums come in. (laughs) 
out some punch. That is an absolute wall of sound. So that's my recommendation. Slift. The song is called Altitude Lake. There's a whole bunch of their stuff on YouTube, but go to YouTube and watch the KEXP live version of that song. You can see these guys again, three guys, two of them are brothers making a hell of a lot. I just love watching the drummer for some reason. I love when it's just a small group of people making that kind of noise. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's remarkable. It sounds like it's eight people, but it's only three. Yeah. What have you got? Uh, for me, it's a comedy special I watched actually twice over the weekend. In one weekend? I watched it on Friday night and was like, I think that just blew my mind. So I watched it again with fresh eyes on Sunday, and it blew my mind again. And it's the new special from Bo Burnham. He's a super young guy. I think he just turned 30 last year. Well, yeah, he does a whole segment in the... I watched it too, and it's fantastic. It's crazy. So he just turned 30. I think it's his third special that's on Netflix. It's his first one in several years. And he's very musically based. So much of it is based on him writing music. Welcome to the internet. Put your cares aside. Here's a tip for straining pasta. Here's a nine-year-old who died. This special was different because he wrote recorded, performed, directed, and edited everything himself alone in his guest house. Yeah, he did the camera work, the editing, the lighting. Which like is, the lighting effects are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And he did it all alone by himself over the course of a year, and he didn't shave or cut his hair the entire time. So by the end of it, like his hair's long and his beard is scraggly. Yeah. And you can see his mental health going out the window. And, and it's one of those things, too. It's not like... It's not laugh out loud funny from start to finish. It's interesting. And it's okay for things to be interesting from time to time. They don't always have to be funny because sometimes that gets exhausting. But you watch this thing and like you said, you kind of see him spiral a little bit from time to time. And it's just, it's cool to see somebody being so real. And I would say it might be one of the most creative pieces of TV I've ever seen when you know the backstory. When you know that it's just him alone who did yeah. this completely by himself, it, the creativity and the talent for him to do all this is remarkable. Yeah, he, Bo Burnham, he started on YouTube, right, as a kid? Yeah, he was a YouTuber when it first came out, yeah. blew up. <laughs> he was, it, like, you watch his old videos, he's a kid, he's a little kid. Yeah, and now he's a 30-year-old man making this weird but awesome special. He was He's a good actor, too. He was even just in a... A movie that was nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, Promising Young Woman. Promising Young Woman. He played, so he was the... He's kind of the love interest. Yeah, yeah. I won't say anything else about it, but yeah, that's Bo Burnham. That guy's fantastic. Yeah, nice choice. Bo Burnham Inside on that's Netflix. Can I give one more because it's summertime? Oh, sure. This is... Uh, I don't pretend to have a cooking show. I don't pretend to be any good at cooking. Don't really know my way around the kitchen at all, but I have discovered... The frozen peanut butter sandwich. So my second recommendation is keep your bread in the freezer. And when you get home every day and eat a peanut butter sandwich, like all adults do, mm -hmm. just take two pieces of bread out of the freezer, put the peanut butter and the jam or whatever you put on the, put them on and eat it while it's still partially frozen. Takes it to the next level. I'm it's not, a tasty summer treat. I'm not sure if I'm sold on the frozen bread. Well, it's not like you're breaking your teeth off. It's not that. You let it sit for maybe five minutes or so. So there's a bit of coolness to it when you bite into it. It's like eating an ice cream sandwich that's made out of Wonder Bread and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> the 
of Lawn Chair Profits, solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. So we were talking the other day about those guys that you see at, you know, Beer Fest or where, and they walk around with a clipboard and they're making notes about the beer that they're drinking. Yes. They're experts on beer. Yeah. And I like beer. I like drinking beer. I don't know that I could tell you the difference between a lager and... An ale? An ale. Yeah. I don't like... I love beer. Don't get me wrong. But I don't like talking about it. No, it's one of those things that gets really uninteresting in a hurry when they start talking about the, is it IBUs or like the bitterness units? And I'm just like, ah, oh, whoa. Uh, tell me about the hops. Tell me about the barley. Tell mm, me. Uh, I no. detect hints of hickory. Does it make me a better dancer? Yes. Good. I'll take it. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those things. That, and people are super into it, especially, yeah, when you go to those beer fests and people are. I have seen the clipboard the guys. And there's like a group of them that go together and they take the little sip and then they stand around and make notes for 20 minutes. And then they ask you which one you like and you say, I like the berry one. And <laughs> yeah. they never talk to you again. I like the one that you get eight for the same price of the four that you buy. I like the one that came with a free cowboy hat. Yeah. Uh, so we just started talking about what are you an expert on? And there are a lot of people who are experts on a lot of things. Um, this one here, my name's Kylie. I'm a 21 year old supervisor at a local medical lab. How is that possible? 21 and you're a supervisor at a medical lab. Must be one of those smart people. Maybe it's, maybe it's Doogie Kylie. Uh, Kylie says I can talk for hours about bowlers, those vintage fiberglass trailers. Oh yeah. That's, I've had a couple of those. They're fantastic. A couple of them. Yeah, but I bought them and I cleaned them up and I sold them for a tidy profit, Bryce. Bowlers. I'm thinking, what am I thinking? I'm thinking of Airstream. No, bowlers are the little fiberglass ones. Airstream are the great big silver, you know, the ones, right? Kylie knows nothing about Airstream. Oh, those little guys. Yeah, she knows all about bowlers. All those things are kind of cool. Yeah, nice one. Uh, Hey, I'm Brittany and I'm an international board certified lactation consultant. Oh, boy. Board certified though. So if a lactation consultant knocks ah. on your door and you, they're like, I'm here about the lactation, just say, can I see your board certification, please? That's the difference between her and I. Yeah. I'm also a lactation expert. But, but you're freelance. Yes. <laughs> you're... I can talk about breastfeeding and breast milk at great lengths. Well, I'm glad that you can do that, Brittany. Uh, Dana says I can talk for hours about beekeeping and that's why I don't get invited to parties. Do you think people care as much about the bees as they would lead you to believe they care about the bees? I really don't. No. I really don't. Because people, oh, you need to save the bees. They save the flowers and the plants. But one of those suckers flies near you, and you can't swat it out of the air fast enough. That's actually one of my superpowers right there. I don't react when there's a bee flying around my face or my body. I don't. I don't like the fact that it's there, but I don't freak out either. Like, I know in the back of my head that they don't want to sting me because if they yeah. sting me, they die. But if it gets a little too close, I'm going I'm going to karate chop it. But you don't go, ah, and jump out of your chair and run away, do you? No. I That's don't. my friend Darren, by the way. Hey, Darren. <laughs> no, I don't run from bees, nor do I run from mice. And I feel <laughs> like I have a pretty solid technique where I don't swing and miss a lot. I have a pretty good batting average when it comes to... Gently putting a bee to sleep. Yeah. Should we grab a call here? Sure. Hello? Hey, you're talking about what you're an expert on? Yeah, yeah. What are you an expert in? 
I'm an expert in video game history and collecting. So you could, if I said, hey, we need you to talk for 15 minutes about the history of video games or collectible video games, you could confidently do that? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's only one collectible video game, though, right? That E.T. one that we've heard oh, legend they, of? they buried in the desert? Yeah. Yeah. Are there others? Maybe, the, like, is it the oh. original, like, Super Mario games from They're, Nintendo? Right. Didn't you have a story about that recently, and it sold at auction for, like, a quarter of a million dollars? They sell for crazy money sometimes? Yeah, it was still sealed. I can't remember what the deal was, but... I keep going through these, and it just makes me think, like, what am I an expert in? The answer is very little. Maybe HGTV. Okay. I could talk about HGTV for do you hours want to talk about H- Do you want to talk about HGTV and the couples on HGTV for just a second here? Who's the guy that always wears a hat? Oh, I know who you're talking about. What is, we know you're bald, and I'm a bald guy too, so I can talk like this. It sucks when you lose your hair. I wish I could have my hair back, but everybody knows. Like he, even when he gets dressed up and he's got a suit on and stuff for the open, he has a some sort of weird hat on all the time. We know you're bald. Just take it off. Set yourself free. Who is that guy? That couple actually divorced now. <gasps> divorced. What? Yeah. Are they, they Nashville? Right. They are based out of. I'm blanking on the name of the show. But I right think now. they're Canadian. They are Canadian. And they, they were musicians. They moved down to Nashville, didn't make it as musicians, yeah. so they started flipping houses. Yeah. Why am I blanking on the name of it? Oh. But, um, yeah, divorced. She was the one driving the show anyway. She was the designer. But on the other hand, Chip and Joanna Gaines. That's, See, those, I want those as my couple friend. They seem wholesome, but they went big time. And yeah. now they're starting their own network, and they're not on HGTV anymore. Oh, really? I'm not going to pay for their network. They left? Yeah. Well, that's a terrible mas- mistake, Chip and Joanna. I think so, too. There's a new show out now called No Demo Reno, mm-hmm. and it's interesting. She's a good designer, but also it, it's she does renovations that have no major structural work, so she doesn't knock down low-bearing walls, and it's kind of interesting. She kind of keeps the floor plan as is. Anyway, I could keep going on and on. How many shows on HGTV how many episodes have been completely derailed because they discovered a load-bearing wall? You wouldn't believe how much it costs to remove a load-bearing wall. I know. Thousands. And you can't just take them all out. No, you can't. Uh, so Bryce Kelly, expert in HGTV. I'm, I'm an expert in... I don't know. I really don't know. I, maybe I could talk about banjos. Masters of Flip. Masters of Flip, that's the one. Were that couple's divorced? Yeah, that's the one you're talking about. I always felt Courtney like she and was... Dave Wilson. I always felt like she was too good for him. He was... Ooh. Well, seemed like... Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm glad I... I'm sorry. What were you saying? I just... I had to remember the name of the show. Uh, another text. Hey, losers, maybe you should leave your house once in a while and go see some nature. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's, okay. That's fair. That's that criticism we were talking about earlier. <laughs> there, there we go. Sometimes the criticism just comes veering out of nowhere, too. And you just get blind. You think, oh, my God, this is a good, good day. And then you look down and you say, hey, losers. You know what? A lot of people claim to be like experts in hiking. They know all the best trails and the best ways to hike and the best mm. way to pack a bag. And I tried hiking once recently. I bought new shoes for it. And they just shredded the back of my my heels. Yeah. And I'm done with hiking forever. I don't know how you can be an expert on hiking. It's just like walking around in trees. Just uphill yeah. for extended periods of time. 
And then you think, oh, the downhill portion of this is going to be fantastic, but you hurt your calves so badly going up that it hurts going down, too. Yeah. Oh. Uh, let me grab another one here. Hi. I'm an expert in healthcare network communications. So that includes things like patient alarm, where you have the little button beside your bed, and when you press that button, 100% of the time it's supposed to signal the nurses so they can attend to you. Uh, there's also a speaker so they can communicate. Those, those systems also communicate with real-time location systems. So do you know the woman from the help I've fallen and I can't get up commercial? I've fallen and I can't get up. Is that, I don't, is that, you mean the recent one or the one from like the 80s? <laughs> it's Because I knew her. Yeah, oh yeah, but not the newest one. Do they have a new one? No, I don't know if there's a new one. Oh, I don't know. I wonder if the uh, original, I've fallen and I can't get up woman, is she still alive? Oh, I would. No, nah, probably not, because that, that commercial's from the 80s. Yeah. No, I bet you time has had its way there. But what a star. I wish, I, maybe I'm an expert on TV spokespeople. There was the woman, the where's the beef lady. There's the I've fallen and I can't get up lady. Those are the only two I know. This golden age of elderly lady spokespeople. Yeah. I'm an expert in dirt. I can tell you all about the different types of soil and how to hand texture it. I'm a big nerd, and it's only useful in my specific field of work. I know nothing about gardening, Marissa. How could you know so much about dirt and nothing about gardening? I'm sure Marissa's a lovely person. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm no doubt. I'm sure she's a lovely person. No but doubt. if I'm at a party, and I'm like, hey, Marissa, how are you doing? And all of a sudden, I'm trapped in a 20-minute conversation about different types of dirt. That It, it would ruin my night. So is Marissa the person <laughs> you avoid at upcoming parties? I'd only have a conversation with Marissa in a group where if dirt came up for an extended period of time, I could slink away unnoticed. Yeah, you could tiptoe backwards yeah. out of the group. and Or start wearing aviators to every party you go to in case you accidentally make eye contact with Marissa. Yeah. Again, Marissa, you sound like a smart person. You sound like a delightful person. I'm sure she's lovely. Uh, I don't know if I could be around the person that talks about Greek mythology all day long either. Ooh, Greek mythology or astrology. Oh, astrology. Is that the... S That's the zodiac sign, isn't oh, it? Oh, no. I can't be around astrology, people. No, I can't. I know someone who's an expert in that, like knows all the ins and outs and knows like, oh, you're an Aquarius. That means you behave this way. And your moon sign is this, and that makes you... Do I know this person? No. Okay. No. But it was. it's tough to sit through. Uh, I am a vet tech and worked at a clinic that specialized in breeding purebred dogs. I could talk about breeding canines, including dog semen and heat cycles. Pretty sure that no one will get out of the pool for that fun topic, Melinda. Ooh, yeah, you kind of lost me at semen. Hey, kids, who wants to hear about semen? <laughs> <clears throat> That's the kind of stuff that gets you on a list down at the police station. Some aspects, though, of breeding dogs is interesting, namely what you could flip those things for. Oh, yeah. Like, you thought bowler trailers made you some money. Try flipping a purebred dog. How come there's <laughs> how come there's no HGTV show about somebody who lives in a fine, fine country home, beautiful, beautiful home with a beautiful barn, and uh, they flip dogs out of there? Yeah, or a tiny home that they drive around the country and just flip dogs out the window. Yeah, huh? I don't know. Maybe we're on to something. <laughs> 
Lawn Chair, Don't Care. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Profits. My name is Garner Andrews and I have a problem with condiments. I'm a condiment abuser. I have a limited selection of condiments that I love and then a bunch that I don't. Yeah, like I, I can put any condiment on any food. And obviously I'm not going to put ketchup in cereal. That's gross. But I will put ketchup on almost every. I would put ketchup on chicken. I don't care. Like I, I just love it so much. Well, I like that your measuring stick for condiments is which one could you put on a spoon and just go to town on the spoon? Like well, a dog and peanut butter. And <laughs> that's that's how I kind of started thinking about this because this past weekend, two separate occasions where I just tossed the sour cream spoon unlicked into the sink because that's where I draw the line. I cannot lick the sour cream spoon. I love sour cream on stuff, but as a solo artist, no thank you. I, I don't think I could do a, a mustard spoon. I like it on my hot dogs from time to time on my hamburgers, but I find it too overpowering. And if it were just alone on a spoon, that sounds like a punishment. I could sit in front of the TV with one of those little jars of, is it French's relish? The green stuff? Oh, yeah. And a spoon. And I could just sit there. I could eat that whole jar. And I would eat that whole jar. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. I like relish on a hot dog. I don't know if I could eat a spoonful of it. So anyway, condiment abusers, they're, they're out there, people who with no self-control. The squeezable mayo bottle, that's been the worst invention ever because I grabbed that thing like a hockey player and a bottle of Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> and I've perfected the street. So my, I'm not a monster. I'm not putting my mouth on. Of course, that'd be the weird part. No, but if you cock your head back far enough. You can shoot the mayo directly in there, so. I don't mind mayonnaise at all. I could eat it off of a spoon. There's just something about going right from the jar right into your mouth. I can just feel my heart failing. (laughs) Uh, Garner, you're off your rocker. The sour cream spoon is the best spoon. Mm. I could do a sour cream spoon. Yeah. It's not my go-to, but I've come to learn that uh, if I'm eating a plate of delicious nachos right now, my go-to dip is not the salsa, it's the sour cream. If you could only have one or the other? Yeah, I go, go sour sa- cream. Oh, really? Yeah. I love both of those things on nachos, but I would go relish. I, or not relish, salsa. Relish. I'd probably put, if nobody was <laughs> home and nobody was looking, I'd probably put relish on my nachos. I used to avoid the sour cream, but as I've grown wiser. Yeah, and such your, your palate has become quite sophisticated. Yes. Yeah. I now lean more towards the sour cream. Uh... Sorry, Garner, but sour cream spoon is freaking delicious. If I could only choose one condiment on nachos, it would be sour cream. Somebody's on your team, Bryce. There we go. Great minds. Uh, Oh, my God, I'm a condiment slut. (laughs) (laughs) These are the words of a texter, not me. Please do the March Madness of condiments. That's something we do on our radio show. We have a radio show, in case you don't know who we are, uh, every weekday morning on Sonic 1029 in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, Google it. Every March, we do a March Madness, and it's never about sports. No, we couldn't care less. Basketball is the least interesting. We've yeah. done comedies, we've done fast food, we've done a number of things. TV theme songs. And I know that we have tossed around the idea of condiments before, but you need 64, 
We'd have to go deep. We like the first half of that ballot we could fill out real fast, but the second half you start to go a bit thin. When you realize there's like 17 kinds of mustard, it gets a, a little boring. Like yeah. I don't want to do I don't want half of the page of March Madness to be mustards, like all the you got prepared mustard and maybe you've got one other kind of mustard. Maybe. Like you'd have to get into condiments and sides. Like yeah. gravy's not a condiment, but it would have to go on there. I don't know. I think, oh, is that one of those boring arguments that never dies? Yeah. Is gravy a condiment? Yeah. Uh, I think my, my champion right now, though, is the sesame steak sauce. Ooh. Ooh. I could put that on my Cheerios. If it was in an aluminum can, could you shotgun it? I could. Would you shotgun it? And I would. Yeah. On a hot day, on a cold day? Yeah. On a birthday, on a funeral, I, I don't care. I'll do it. Let's grab a call here. Hi. Garner, would you lick the relish spoon? I would lick the relish spoon, yes. That's disgusting. There is no spoon I will not lick, with the exception of maybe the sour cream spoon. Oh, my God. That's the best one. No. No. It's, no. Oh, oh, oh. My brother did it once. He was at my place years ago, and we were cleaning up after we were done eating, and he took... The sour cream spoon, he lifted it to his mouth and he said, white gold. And he licked ah. the spoon and I just about hurled. My husband would do that. Oh. What about this spoon? You get a spoonful of butter, dip it in sugar like a lollipop, and then lick it and then dip it again. It's like butter, sugar, fun dip. Yeah, I would eat that too. Yeah? I really okay. have really, I have very low standards when it comes to food. And I have a condiment abuse problem. That's very clear. Yeah, the, the relish spoon might be my favorite spoon. It's weird what a mood I have to be in for relish. Most days I'll say no, but then the odd day, you're, it's like pickles on a hamburger. I don't always go for it, but some days I'm like, you know what? Why not? There's always got to be pickles on a hamburger. Always. We doing one more call? Sure. Hi. So we're talking condiments? Yeah, are you a condiment abuser? Uh, I am a, a bit of a condiment abuser. Uh, I am partial to ponzu sauce. Ponzi so sauce? Like, ponzu. It's like a citrusy soy sauce. It's really nice. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Could but you... then I also wanted to like just bring up this horrifying thing I saw on TikTok with condiments. Um, I've seen people have been sharing this video of this guy who runs a keto account. And apparently he was trying to make a joke. But because the rest of his content is all, like, really, like, gross keto recipes, it's it's actually pretty much the same as the rest of his content anyways. He's, so his this video was, like, the best keto lunch, and it was a block of cream cheese with a little bit of that everything bagel seasoning sprinkled on top, and then he eats a great big spoonful of it. How I don't understand how keto can be good for you because, like, the one snack they allow is pork rinds, which everybody knows that's, like, maybe the worst thing you could eat. Yes. How does and you can't eat an apple. Like, you can, you can eat a block of cream cheese for lunch, but you can't eat an apple. Obviously, or, like, it works. Like, you see people who are doing keto, and they're down, like, 290 pounds in 14 days or something like that. But And then, I, and then they get it all back when they start eating like a normal person again. Oh. Uh, I'd be Ugh. screwed without my apples. I, I like a good apple, and I, I just, I like fruit. Hey, who is this? This is Kate. Kate, your favorite apple is? Ooh, Honeycrisp. Correct. 
Yeah. At least she's got a good apple. Yeah, we've talked about that before. That's a top tier apple. It is. Yeah, the honey crisp. I just uh, I I'm gonna sleep easier knowing that so many people have so many thoughts on condiments. The Lawn Chair Profits with Garner and Bryce. It's on the internet where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Yeah, that Bo Burnham special wasn't there. There's a couple of Jeffrey Bezos songs or at least mentions. Yeah, I don't know why he's singing about Jeff Bezos, but he did. Yeah. And I liked it. Jeff Bezos, of course, the big guy. Him and his wife, can't forget about his... Wouldn't that be something if she started her own space program? And she beat him to space. Ooh, Ooh. The bitterness. What's her name? Mackenzie. Yeah. Mackenzie. His ex-wife, his divorcee. Yeah. Who, so she got half the fortune when they split up and she deserves that because she was there on the ground floor when they started Amazon. But yeah, Jeff Bezos now stepping down from Amazon so he can go work on his new space program and he can beat Elon Musk and Richard Branson to space because that's what rich guys do now. They flex with a space program. Yeah. I mean, I looked it up and so he he has a space company called Blue Origin. I'd never heard of it. Neither had I. It's been around for over 20 years, but they just had this story come out where he's stepping down, like you said, from Amazon to focus on Blue Origin and his first job at Blue Origin is going to be shooting himself into space. Next month. Like, it's right away. But do you want to hear the real details? It's an 11-minute ride. Yeah, he's just kind of kissing space. Yeah. It's not deep space. It's not the space station. It's not Elon Musk space where he's sending stuff to Mars and For- to the International Space Station. Call me a snob, but you only... You're only really in space if you're there for like six months and you come back and your legs are so weakened that... They have to carry you out of the spaceship, which is the worst part of being an astronaut. It's like, yeah, here, look at these heroes coming home from... Oh, why are they carrying him like a little baby man? Yeah, because they can't walk. It's muscle atrophy, Garn. That's when you've been to space. Jeff Bezos will not be carried out of there. Yeah. In the future, too, when you're bringing the astronauts out of the spacecraft, can you just put up a privacy curtain or something? (laughs) I don't want to see that. It ruins it for me, actually. No, they're doing these heroic, unbelievable things. Yeah. And then being carried like toddlers. Yeah. Like that children's book where he goes and steals his mom in the middle of the night and brings her to his house. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I I don't want to see that. Or she steals him. That's what, yeah, she steals him. And... But it's funny how many of these rich guys, that's what they do now is they start a space company and it's the race. You have Bezos, you have Elon Musk, you Richard have Branson. Richard Branson has that Virgin Galactic. Remember when rich guys, the only way you could spot a rich guy would be his monocle and his top hat. Like that was the only tell that rich guys had. And then they're like, I'm going to get an exotic sports car. I'm going to get a mansion. I'm going to get, you know, a four story penthouse in manhattan that was the flax and now it's having a space program yeah this race to space jeff bezos is going there next month you have to think elon musk is seeing this and being like oh yeah watch this what's he my god that'd be the funniest thing ever if tomorrow we all wake up and elon musk is waving to us from the international space station (laughs) He beat Jeffrey Bezos into space. Yeah, Elon Musk has never been up there. I don't think so. No. Hmm. Uh, let's grab a call here. Hi. So I, uh, you know how like the richest in our world are uh, attempting and they usually have a space program, right? The rich people. Yeah, they, yeah the rich guys all yeah. have space programs. 
and and then you think like most conspiracy theories, aliens live among us. Like they answer all the questions we have of the world that we can't answer, and they've been here the whole time. Well, don't you think that the it's a coincidence that the richest are trying to get back to space? So Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, they're aliens and they're just trying to get home? I, I, I didn't say that. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, aliens? Never crossed my mind, but now it just makes a whole lot of sense. Hey, remember, you can always get in touch with the show now with our shiny new email address that we paid a lot of money for. We paid a ton of money for it. So use it, please. It's lawnchairpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Hear more weekday mornings on Sonic 1029 Edmonton on your radio, on the Radio Player Canada app, and on your smart speaker. Play Sonic 1029.